welcome to Anchored by Truth, brought to you by Crystal Sea Books. In John 14.6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Our goal is to encourage everyone to grow in the Christian faith by anchoring themselves to the secure truth found in the inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word of God. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, English Standard Version. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Anchored by Truth, brought to you by Crystal Sea Books. I'm Victoria Kay, and today we're going to conclude a series we began last time on Anchored by Truth. We called the series Raising Christian Kids in a Creepy Culture. We called it that because today our culture can be downright hostile to people, especially children, developing a relationship with Jesus. Christian parents must make consistent, conscious, and disciplined choices to raise a Christian kid in this creepy culture. So to help us finish off this series, we're happy to have someone in the studio who has done that, who has raised two kids who are now out in the world but still standing firm with Jesus. As she has been throughout the series, Candy Coates is with us in the studio again. Candy was a working mom and a very accomplished professional career, and she is also the wife of a successful lawyer and businessman. Candy shared her own story on how her upbringing in a small Florida community helped shape her own steadfast faith in an earlier episode of Anchored by Truth. We would encourage all Anchored by Truth listeners who missed that episode to go to our website, crystalcbooks.com, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S-E-A-B-O-O-K-S.com, and catch her inspiring story. I think Candy's story makes a very important point in a very powerful way. Candy's grandparents had a strong Christian faith. Her grandparents imparted that faith to her parents, and her parents did that for her. And now Candy has passed that legacy along. We have no doubt that the tree of life that has been so faithfully cultivated will continue to bear fruit in future generations. Candy's story emphasizes the fact that it is possible for faith to be passed from generation to generation. That is both sobering and encouraging for anyone with kids, grandkids, or great-grandkids. We can and should leave a legacy of faith until the Lord returns for us all. And today, we want to discuss one way for parents and grandparents to ensure that they have ample opportunities to pass their faith along, and that is by using Crystal Sea Book's humor series that we call Life Lessons with a Laugh. It's not very common in our day and age for people to be able to use humor to begin discussions with their kids about the Bible or faith in Jesus. But Crystal Sea Books' life lessons do just that. We introduced our life lessons to Candy when she first came into the studio to share her testimony, and I think it's safe to say she loved them right from the beginning. Candy, when we first gave you copies of our David and Goliath and Noah life lessons, you pretty much enjoyed them right away, didn't you? I did indeed. And I'd also like to tell you how pleased I am to be back with Anchored by Truth as we close out this series. It's been an amazing and important series because every Christian parent today really needs help with the goal of helping their child build their faith in the Savior. And as you said, I did enjoy the life lessons right from the start. 
As soon as you played the first sample for me while we were touring in the studio, I was on board. That's why I asked you to provide me with some samples so I could play them in the car on the way home. And just to clarify for both the broadcast and the podcast audience, we produce episodes of Anchored by Truth several weeks before they are aired on radio or made available on the internet. So when Candy first came into the studio, none of the life lessons were available from our website. But several of our life lesson series are now available at crystalseabooks.com, and we will continue to release more of them as time goes by. So it makes sense to visit our website frequently to get our latest releases. Anyway, Candy was so engaged by the samples that we played in the studio that she asked to take a couple of series home with her. Of course, we were only too happy to do that. And the next time she came back, she asked for more. Candy, why was that? Well, the simple answer is that they're funny. They're really funny and enjoyable, and I mean that in the best kind of way. The humor's clean and good-natured, unlike so much of what is classified as comedy these days. There wasn't anything in the life lessons that I would have minded playing for my kids. And I think that was kind of your point, wasn't it? You wanted parents or even youth group pastors or ministers to have a way to introduce spiritual topics to kids in a way that everyone would enjoy. And I think these provide a relaxed atmosphere for children to receive a very important and powerful message. Well, yes, that was our goal. We want people to return to being able to share their Christian faith, not only in their family, but also with friends and neighbors, just as they would share a good backyard barbecue or a play date in the park. That seems to be so difficult these days for a lot of people. So, We wanted to make talking about faith, Jesus, and the Bible easier, and people always enjoy a good laugh. And I think you've achieved that. But one of the things I really appreciate about the life lessons is that each one helps kids, and grown-ups for that matter, think about the Bible and the Savior, to ponder what is really the most important aspect of our lives. And they do it in a way that makes it easy for kids to remember what they've heard. I really love the little songs that you've included in many of them. Kids are really drawn to music and rhymes, so the ones you've used are spot on. So let's play a sample of one of the song parodies that we have included in a life lesson. This example is from our life lesson series on David and Goliath. The lesson notes that the reason David had gone to the Valley of Ella and wound up in the confrontation with Goliath was because David's father had sent some bread and cheese to David's brothers and their comrades. Well, of course, when you put bread and cheese together, we're pretty close to pizza. Did you know that the whole reason David was down at the Valley of Elah and heard the humongous heifer harassing the Hebrew army was because David's father had sent him there on a pizza delivery run? Pizza ready! Elah Valley run again? David's the guy that brings your pizza pie. There's a story that Goliath would fall like a fat sausage ball for God's glory. So give thanks on your knees for the bread and the cheese from inventory. That God's willing to show and he wants us to know his amore. A pizza run? Dude, 
They didn't have pizza in Israel in those days. Uh, well, J. Light, I'm not an expert on 11th century B.C. Hebrew Epicureanism and gastronomy, but hey, just about every culture around the world has thrown bread and cheese together at some point. And that's what the Bible says David's father sent to David's three oldest brothers who were hanging with the Hebrew army. Bread and cheese. Uh, not sure about the tomato sauce. I love that example. The lyrics are clever, but most importantly, they make a point that kids need to know. That God loves us, and that God wants us to know that He loves us. The parody you have used makes that clear. But a mom or dad who is listening to that life lesson with their kids can point that out and reinforce it. And while you didn't play the whole lesson, because we just don't have the time, the lesson goes on to point out the importance of fellowship by using the example of David's friendship with Jonathan, one of King Saul's sons. We would never think of it today, but David's friendship with Jonathan was one of the big reasons he eventually became the king himself. And how neat it would be for a family to listen to that life lesson and then go have pizza with some friends. That's one of the things I think the life lessons do so well. They point out that we can use pizza and friendships to serve the Savior. And the song parodies that are included in some of the life lessons are only one way we try to help parents and kids absorb and retain information. Too many people today forget that one of the reasons we can be so confident that the Bible's history is accurate is because the Bible relates real names, places, and events. We can locate the Valley of Ella on a map because it's a real place. And we know that many of the names that are contained in the Bible have been confirmed by archaeologic finds. And certainly people can understand that bread and cheese are real foods that have been eaten for thousands of years. So when the Bible reports that those were all part of David's encounter with Goliath, we can have some confidence in the story's accuracy. And helping people absorb important Bible details is something I think life lessons do very well. I enjoyed the information that you gave in a couple of the lessons from the Noah series about how big the ark actually was, and especially that the dimensions the Bible gives us for the ark made it stable on the ocean. Let's play a sample from the section of the Noah series. As the life lesson points out, God gave Noah some very important information before Noah started building the ark. God answered a very important question for Noah. How deep is your ark? I mean, the ark had to be truly remarkable if it was going to withstand a storm that made Hurricane Camille look like a whacked-out sprinkler system. Spikes, spikes, and yikes! Never thought about that. Guess a monstrously marauding monsoon of megalithic magnitude might be a boat builder's worst nightmare. Literally. I couldn't have said it better, always stilled your majesty. Well, maybe a little better. Literally. But that's not what's important. Right now, what's important is to recognize the naval architecture challenge that faced Norway. Noah. And he sort of had a big head start on designing the ark, didn't he? After all, the Bible did say that the Lord told him how long, how high, and how wide the ark should be. Absolutely, my dimensionally discriminating deckmate. The Lord told Noah to make the ark somewhere around 600 feet long by 100 feet wide and 60 feet deep. In other words, the Lord answered that very important question, How deep is your ark? How deep is your ark? How deep is your ark? I really need to learn. 
Cause the world is going down I don't want to drown So it's me you need to show The Lord has let me help Although actually, the Lord gave Noah the dimension in cubits, not in feet. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits deep. A cubit? Wasn't there some disagreement on how long a cubit was? Wouldn't it have been easier for the Lord to just use the metric system? Uh, not sure, Jerbed. I'm not an expert on mid-third millennial B.C. design parameters, material takeoff systems, or computer-aided design functionality. But, since a cubit was generally considered to be the length of a man's forearm, it did vary a bit from culture to culture. Hmm. Well, the ratios would have been the same in any case. But seems like the hardware stores would have used short-arm people to measure lumber for sale. Uh, let's leave the link between the anatomical, nautical, structural, and mechanical alone for a moment, Jerbit and reposition our rudder to the original course. After all, as the old saying goes, a floppy rudder endangers a distressed dinghy. That section is great. You have another one of the cute song parodies. You have some funny lines like, a floppy rudder endangers a distressed dinghy. And you have some good information for parents and kids. The dimensions the Bible gives us for the ark are the same dimensions that are used to build ocean liners today. And that shows that the information about the ark's size makes sense from a real-world perspective. In another one of the Noah life lessons that I listened to, you talked about how large the ark was. The ark would have been big enough to hold up to 2,000 railroad cars of cargo. And that is plenty of room for a lot of animals and the food to feed them since the vast majority of the animals on board would have actually been about the size of a chicken or a rabbit. Parents or youth group leaders can at least, or they should be able to, use any of those points to start a serious discussion about something important with their child or group. We sometimes refer to audio products like the Life Lessons as discussion starters. A parent, grandparent, youth group pastor, or homeschool group leader can play a Life Lesson to get the discussion going. The life lessons only last between six to eight minutes, so in a group setting that is planned for an hour, there is plenty of time after the life lesson ends for further discussion. Even in a half-hour time slot, there's time for a life lesson followed by the parent or leader helping amplify the points raised. And one of the things I like about the life lessons is that you have covered a wide variety of biblical topics. You have life lesson series on many of the famous Bible stories, like David and Goliath, the flood of Noah, and Daniel in the lion's den. But you also have series on Bible topics like creation, angels, the Ten Commandments, and the prophets. We wanted to have enough different life lesson series so that a homeschooler, youth group leader, or parent who is teaching their child the Bible would have plenty of variety. And we wanted to cover important topics like the miracles that Jesus performed. Let's listen to a sample from the Life Lesson series on the miracles of Jesus. Give me the hammer. Attention, Crystal Sea staff. Jerry, to the recording room. Jerry, to the recording room. Emergency, emergency. This is not a drill. Be right, be right, be right. What's the problem? Why did you want me to... Whoa! Oh, R.D. R.D., what are you doing? What is all this construction stuff? And why all the people? Mitch, 
And why is Miracle Mitch here again? Ooh, you're a bit premature, Curious Jay. We're not due to record the next life lesson on the miracles of Jesus for another three hours or so. Lots to do, lots to do. Now you can see why I summoned you, Curious Jay. I think you mean Curious Jerry. Whatever. The point is, R.D. still wants to do a life lesson on Mark chapter 2, verses 2 through 12. You know the story where the paralyzed man was brought to Jesus on a mat by four of his friends so Jesus would heal him. Oh, no. I thought we had talked him out of that. Apparently not. Hang on, you two. Miracle Mitch. And I are just working out the final details on this pulley system. Be right, since you and Curious Jay obviously don't want to wait, why don't you go ahead and give us verses 3 and 4? And they came, bringing to Jesus a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. R.D., you cannot remove the ceiling and roof over the recording room. We already talked about this. Well, not the whole roof, no. Mitch and I got to talking, and he drew up a sketch about how we could just cut a hole in the roof. Uh, Maybe turn it into a skylight. What does Miracle Mitch know about skylights? I thought he was a gardener, famous for growing scuppernongs as big as sweet potatoes. Gardening's my hobby. I'm actually an interior designer. Mitch's slogan is, We make homely handsome and gruesome grandsome. Making homely handsome and gruesome grandsome. It won't call for ransom for your new home. Oh, boy. See, I love that section. There's a strong visual about a bunch of construction workers building something. That'll truly get kids' attention. Well, and adults, too. Attention about what's really going on. And I like the fact that the AI is quoting Scripture and that you provide the Scripture reference. Also, I like the fact that later on in that lesson, in a part we didn't hear today, that the kids learn about why that episode points to the fact that Jesus was divine as well as human. Even kids who have never read the Bible will hear the Bible and then hear a short explanation about why that part of the Bible is important to a basic Christian truth, that Jesus was and is fully divine as well as fully human. There's a lot of teaching going on in that life lesson, but it's introduced in a humorous fashion. As one of our recent visitors to Crystal Sea Books just said when he was listening to a sample life lesson, humor gets people to lower their defenses. People need to know that Jesus can be their Savior. Amen to that. But Jesus cannot be anyone's Savior unless he is able to satisfy the demands of God's perfectly holy justice. When we sin, we sin against an infinite God, and a finite man cannot pay a debt to an infinite God. But Jesus can pay our sin debt because Jesus is both fully divine as well as being fully human. Theologians say that Jesus is one person with two natures, and there are a lot of scripture verses that demonstrate that. 
All that is great for a Sunday morning sermon or even an entire course in a seminary. But a lot of people, especially kids, are not in church these days, and they certainly are not going to seminary. But we can introduce even deep Christian topics in a simple and funny way that they see, and then see where the discussion goes. And one of the things that kind of a life lesson might do is stimulate the adults to go and look up the scripture for themselves. Too many adults these days can't help the kids develop their Christian faith because they have, well, a rather weak faith themselves. So even though these life lessons are great for kids, frankly, there are a lot of adults who need them as well. And I know that I've listened to just about all of the life lessons that you have created, and I can testify that they are funny. There are recurring jokes like R.D. getting Jerry's name wrong incessantly, but there is also a lot of variety. The visuals are funny, and the sound effects are hilarious. But most importantly, the life lessons teach kids about Jesus. That is always the most important thing, isn't it? Kids need to know about Jesus, especially in this day and time. Many people today, even Christians, have been hesitant about sharing their faith. But as Romans chapter 10 verse 14 says, quote, How can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? Unquote. Those of us who know about Jesus have a responsibility to tell others about Him. But these days, that can be hard for some people to do. But that's the beauty of the life lessons. They can make it much easier for people to tell others about the Savior. Even in those situations like a church youth group where you would think everyone would already know about Him. Well, they may know about Him, but that's not the same as knowing Him, having a personal relationship with Him. You know what I mean? The question is not whether they know Him, but whether they know Him as their Savior. A lot of people might not know that you can use humor to help people know Jesus as their Savior. But the life lessons with a laugh prove that you can. You have a couple of songs in the life lessons that really demonstrate that. And here's a short rhythmical piece from our Names of Jesus life lesson series that is a good illustration of that point. So, J-Rap, you know what all this means. Indeed I do, R.D. Indeed I do. Here we go. As Alpha and Omega. He's the boundary of time. As Lord of Lord and King of Kings. People see him shine. As paraclete and advocate. He makes his virtue mine. As David's greatest son. He's from the royal line. As son of Abraham. He blesses all mankind. As our Emmanuel. He proves that he's divine. Name upon name. Through the march of time. He's master and savior. By decree and design. And I really like the parody that you did that you call You Need Jesus Man. Before we close for today, let's listen to that. There's a man who leads a life of danger. If to Jesus he remains a stranger. With every move he makes, Another chance he takes What if he's not here to see tomorrow? He needs Jesus, man He needs Jesus, man They've given him a number But Jesus knows his name 
of how you use your precious mind You might wind up lost for all of time Confess your sins today Don't throw your life away What if you're not here to see tomorrow? You need Jesus, man You need Jesus, man In the world you're just a number But Jesus knows your name I love that because people who don't know Jesus really are in danger eternal danger. And none of us know how much longer that we have available to make a decision for Jesus to become our Savior. So the life lessons are a great way to make sure that everybody, especially children, are introduced to the Bible and to the Savior. As you said, humor can get people to lower their defenses, and a lot of people today are defensive when it comes to talking about Jesus. I think you guys have done a great job of helping people overcome any hesitation they might have about starting conversations with their kids or friends. It's clear from these last few episodes that Candy never had any hesitation about ensuring that her children knew about Jesus. And because of that, her kids emerged from their school years, including college, with their faith intact. That's a real compliment to her and her husband and to their commitment to truth. Well, we'd really like to thank Candy Coates for being our guest on Anchored by Truth today. I think we can all see that one big reason Candy's children know Jesus and have a genuine love for him is because she has that love and knowledge. Candy's story is a clear illustration of how sacred scripture, the Bible, continues to demonstrate its supernatural nature through lives that are changed for the better for all eternity by its saving power. Today, for our closing prayer, how about if we listen to a prayer for our young children? We should always be in prayer for our children, but we must also be willing to be doers of the word, not just hearers. Prayer and actively instructing children about Jesus are concrete steps that put our faith into action. A Prayer for Young Children Father of immeasurable compassion and love, thank you for the abundant goodness that you have poured into our lives. We are so grateful that we can turn to you, knowing that you will receive us with mercy and patience. Lord, we pray that you will help us to be godly parents to our children. As they begin to experience your creation and the world about them, help us to be ever vigilant in guarding them from harm, protecting them from danger, even as you already do for us. Please let them be healthy and strong and help us to know how to help them when they get sick or hurt. Help us to give them opportunities to learn and grow, but only in ways that are appropriate. Watch over them with your loving eyes and listen to their cries when they call. Help us to love them fully and completely, and especially to lead them to you and your truth. We know that all children are a blessing from you, but we also know that there will be difficult days when we will need a special grace and instruction from you. Please let our children grow constantly in their love for you and in the appreciation of your greatness. We trust in your word that if they are trained up early in your ways that they will not depart from you. We remember that you also have a son and that you love us so much that you sent him to die for us. In Christ's name we pray and give thanks. 
Amen. Is the Bible important in your life? Supporting Anchored by Truth with a contribution is an easy way to put your faith into action. The opportunity to help is available at crystalseabooks.com. How wonderful would it be for Jesus to commend us because we made His Word a priority in our lives and giving. We are grateful for your support and partnership. We hope you'll be with us next time, and we hope you'll take some time to encourage friends to tune in also or to listen to the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to hear more, try out crystalseabooks.com where We're not perfect, but our boss is. And for those of you who need that website one more time, that's crystalseabooks.com. Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-S-E-A, and books, B-O-O-K-S dot com. Thank you for your support.